0: This is Cal Basketball here on KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network.
1: This California team's coming off a 21-11 finish last year. A first-round exit in the March Madness Tournament. But nonetheless, they're still returning their stars. It's Christina Nigue, the
2: WNBA prospect, returning to the floor. Austin working on Edie into the paint. No look past the suing who throws it
1: down. 15 on the game clock. Long three by Aisha Thomas. She's got that one. Thomas with a pump fake. Runs baseline. Throws it into the corner to Cowling. Long three. Boom. Five on the clock. They give it to Harris. Harris for three. No good. And California comes out victorious.
0: To Bear Talk as we get set for another Wednesday night talking Cal Sports. It's great to have you with us, Sam Wiseman, here alongside Ryan Zimmerman and Jack Hinson. And we got a lot today, Jack. I was going to say, back after a nice,
1: refreshing. Well, there we go, Jack. Yeah, I was going to say, back after a non- nice month long hiatus. Uh, turned off all the notifications on my Cal football and basketball, including that bowl game, but. <laughs> to get yeah, in the swing of you, things and and um, be saddened once again.
0: You know what, Jack? You um, you actually you, you have you left the country I for, did. for vacation, but you, you on were, Christmas Day you, you left on Christmas Day. You came back. Cal men's basketball has not won a game since you left. So uh, that there's is. It's not, not what you have missed. Neither is Cal football, but that's uh, <laughs> for
1: uh, other. That's yeah.
0: a caveat. Uh, well. All right, Jack, Ryan, I know we got a lot to talk about today. Fun packed show. Men's basketball, women's basketball, cal football, some Super Bowl to get to as
2: well as baseball. This is these few weeks right here, we got everything going on. Ryan? Well, let's start it off with signing day for the California Golden Bears football team. Of course, the majority of Cal's 2019 class signed in the early period. But Cal did land a transfer defensive back from Penn State, Isaiah Humphreys, out of Saxon, Texas.
0: Yeah, uh, Isaiah Humphreys out of Penn State got recruited by Cal pretty heavily uh, when he was coming out of high school. But they, uh, you, you he know, took he, a pass. He, uh, <laughs> he, with this with this whole bevy of people just transferring out because they aren't getting enough playing time, which Cal football saw quite enough of this offseason. Uh, He's getting another chance to play, and I I uh, I believe we we just talked to Justin Wilcox earlier today about National Signing Day and about all these transfers. So here's that audio for you now. Isaiah, we recruited Isaiah uh, heavily out of high school, and uh, he went to Penn State and uh, spent a, some time there. And he, for his own reasons, decided to make a change and. Got we got in touch with him and knew what kind of athlete he was and talked to some some people and did our did our work our background work on him again not only from high school but from college and uh, came out for a visit. So there's head coach Justin Wilcox on Isaiah Humphreys. Uh, I think the quote you were running with Jack: "Good prospect
1: and and uh, and." Uh, so the exact quote: "Talented prospect with good size," but upon further investigation, the guy is only five eleven. One eighty. I feel like that's a pretty good size. I feel like, I, but I'm taller than that, and here I am just sitting in the booth. You, have, you got a Cal shirt on right now, Jack. You could join. I do have a Cal sports.
0: Not only that, but a Cal sports uh, shirt. You oh. know what? There's not enough of that going around, especially with the way the basketball team's performing right now. I know. I know. Uh, football is, is always a fun topic, but. I, I for one, am okay to put that away until September and then not talk about it again until the next September. Cal men's basketball, uh, kind of the same deal, actually, as Cal has now not won a conference game in 370-something days.
1: 368 days. That's a lot. I feel like... There's, speaking about Spongebob in the Super Bowl, I feel like this would be a good time for a Spongebob you know, layover Ooh. 368 days later. That is perfect.
0: Uh, you know, I know the creator passed away, but not the guy who does those voiceovers. That's who I want to meet uh, in the uh, Spongebob franchise. Yeah,
2: Tom Kenny, he does a lot of voiceover work. Spongebob's one of his most, uh, is one of his most popular roles. So. Oh,
0: Ryan, Ryan the, the popular culture guy now. Yeah. Stats
2: of popular culture. <laughs>
0: We got yeah. we, we got we got to split up segments of, of, of trivia to know. Ryan's got pop culture and stats. Yeah. I've got a you know long thermal tease, Jack. I don't know. You got crime fighting amateur I crime guess, fighter right here. Yeah. Uh, we well, got a, we, a lot of that in the NCAA. Well, we uh, got we got Cal men's basketball uh, losing to Stanford yet again, yet again, uh, and this time on a reversed block charge call at the very end of the game, which you know it wouldn't guarantee a Cal win, but uh, certainly. Uh, put the game away for Stanford. It was just a one-possession game to a two-possession game in those final seconds. Ryan, you were there.
2: I was, and the the call was that originally Matt Bradley had gotten the ball on the wing, drives into the paint, and and collides into Josh Sharma, Stanford's seven-foot center, who had already established position. The initial call on the floor was that it took place inside the restricted area underneath the basket but the referees took the play back to the scorers table for an official review and and ruled that he was outside of the of the restricted yeah. area for the charge and I was calling that game play by play and I have never seen the atmosphere
1: at a Cal game change so drastically well, I mean, it was so controversial that the tapes, the Pac 12 has basically taken the tapes and burned them. Okay, Jack. Oh, right? well, right. no. Hey, I, I tried to find the the video of the hi- uh, in the highlights later, and it's just been wiped from okay. the from
0: memory. That's, that's I think, an overstatement of what is true. I don't think the Pac 12 networks burn the tapes. Well, how to... come
1: I can't find the Lord, clip anywhere listen, online?
0: Lord knows the Pac 12 does not care enough about their officials. We'll, yeah. we'll say that. Uh,.
2: So men, or the quality of their officials, for that matter. Listen, but that's a different topic. For okay. A well,
1: Ryan, this is you open up a can it's of not like, right yeah, here. not like NFL refs here or anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ben's. Right. This is depressing me already. This is not. This is not a good open well, right here. We, we, have, we, got, we got, haven't got,
1: even gotten to the most recent events though. Well,
0: we got. This is true. I, great, so this is going <laughs> to yeah. make me I was even gonna more happy. It's going to make the Open even sadder. Well, I know, we're, we're, we're kicking off with Cal football signs one person on National Signing Day. And hell, he might not even play next year due to transfer rules. Well, you know, hopefully he will. Hopefully, And then we, but anyway, then we go straight into men's basketball, uh, who just wrapped up a game in Eugene, and oh boy, was that a doozy. Cal shot 1 of 11 from 3 in the first half, and 29% from the floor the first twenty minutes, it was uh, well.
1: You're giving a very biased view. Sure, of sure. This. They
0: they did better in the second half. Well, that's great. That's fantastic. Started
1: out five of six from three. They did start out five of six from three. Baby they, steps. They they
0: they then finished. You know by losing, which in my book is counts for way more than anything else. Why King Why King Jones is a. Uh, most definitely squarely in his uh, in his position as head coach. He's, he's not going anywhere. Even as Cal sets a program record for longest losing streak in program history.
1: True. Uh, three more year, three more happy years with the man. Yeah. And to it's put not, this a, it's into, not his uh, fault. To put, put this into
2: context, fault. Cal has not won a basketball game since December 21st when they beat San Jose State. And they have now lost their last... Nineteen games in, excuse me, eighteen games in. Like it makes a difference. But how do you go an entire calendar year without winning one measly conference game? Why didn't you ask Mike McIntyre's Buffalo's? <laughs> wow. uh, no, 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 Jack. You were
0: actually there at that last game on December twenty first. So I think, I think that, I think that the, the Cal strategy has to be. Enticing you, Jack Henson, to come to their basketball games. That's, that's well, No, that I've, I've, I've
1: been back. A co- I went to the Utah and the Colorado oh, n- ones. Never mind. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Not good.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> we tried. Men's basketball aside, thank God at this point, let's talk some actually good Cal sports. What? Jack,
2: Why Does Ryan, this oh, exist? So much. Hey,
0: women's basketball splits a series with Stanford, which I know we said last week uh, that that was probably going to be their best chance to get the win at Haas at home. It's in phenomenal fashion buzzer beater by Asia Thomas the Warriors watched the footage of Asia Thomas having that buzzer beater against Stanford twice over the weekend in their film room so that's that's a cool story from from the Warriors but it was a great play and the Bears were riding high but then they came out at Stanford and uh, and quickly fell down at 12 to two was the score after the first couple of minutes and it really didn't get better from only there.
1: five points in the first quarter yeah.
2: Yeah, and that was without a Jalen Brown half-court heave that went in. Yeah, there was a half-court heave that got disallowed as she put up the shot about two-tenths of a second after the clock hit zero. That maybe would have made a dent, but it really didn't matter towards establishing the tempo. Stanford was very obviously upset about what had happened.
1: That would have made up for the 25-point difference. (laughs) <laughs> it, it would, but hey, <laughs> Listen, who's to
2: say that doesn't Ryan, get Cal a little bit of momentum heading into the second quarter? Jack,
1: Jack, 5 plus 3 equals 8. All right,
0: I'm not sure if you noticed, but okay. we here at CalX Sports definitely have. The uh, women's team splits the splits the series at Stanford ahead of probably their toughest week of the entire year. It's, it's this week, and it's all right here on CalEx Berkeley, as Cal will host Oregon and Oregon State, two teams that have been the death knell for the hopes of quite a few programs already a lot of teams going into oregon and just getting demolished cal's lucky that they're hosting the squads this year but both two are top 10 teams cal until that win at stanford uh, last week had not beaten the
1: top 10 team uh, for over a year well not only that but you know with oregon state who we don't usually associate i mean women's basketball and baseball we do associate with you know excellence but um Still sitting at high at number seven, Oregon at number three with uh, Sabrina Ionescu the char- leading the charge. As I mean, you couldn't say it any better. It's def- like far more than that. UConn week lead up, two weeks lead up, this is far more A, far more consequential, and I would say, yeah, it has far more bearing on so much more than just this season.
0: And, you know, as far as this women's basketball season goes, we've been talking about how they haven't really been winning the games they've been supposed to win. They split the series at Stanford. That's a good start. But this two-week stretch, the toughest of the season, and... um I think this team was, was you talking about a make or break moment I I, th- I think this team really had that make or break moment earlier this year when they you know ended up dropping 5 of 6 starting with the UConn game that was maybe their break moment when they dropped out of the rankings not not the best look but here's maybe a chance to remake themselves into uh, you know something worth watching and something that's worth sending to the tournament because right now they are they're drawing they're 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 drawing they're drawing into the tournament right now, but it it's a it's a low seed. They're still looking like if they were to if they were to they're underdogs in, the, in these next two games. They're going to le- lose the, these two games. I, I'd say that they would still end up as a bubble team no matter what at the end of the year. You
1: can end up 7th in the Pac-12 and still be a bubble team? You can. I guess the conference is that strong. I, I mean, that strong. Cal was
2: a seven seed last season. I mean, and where were they in the conference last year? You know year? what? The conference is
0: phenomenal.
2: And right. we don't talk about this enough. The conference is insane.
0: There are four top 25 teams right now and throughout the season. Five. Five top 25 five. teams now. And I think seven of the teams teams have been ranked at some point this year yeah not to, to cut you
2: off but cal has played four straight conference games against top 10 opponents given it was stanford twice but still what other program in the country women's or men's basketball can say that
0: yeah, definitely not UConn, we'll say, in their uh, American Athletic yeah. Conference. In any case, uh, the Cal women's basketball team doing well. They're hoping to uh, to kind of bring the season home as we're, as we're down the stretch. Christina Nigue, with, with back-to-back 2020 games, only player men's or women's in the country to do that this year. 20 points, 20 rebounds. Uh, against Stanford, those, those two games, although one good player does not a team make, as Mike Trout will tell you. Uh, those Cal Woman's games will be right here on Calyx this coming week as Oregon and Oregon State come to town. We hope that you will join us. I believe it is going to be this Friday night, Oregon. This? Oregon comes to town. The Ducks will face off with the Golden Bears at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, and
2: uh, tune in to catch a piece of women's basketball history. Sorry to cut you off there, Sam, but I thought this was definitely worth mentioning. Christina Nigue is one point away from breaking the tie atop the Cal all time scoring charts. And if she scores one point, she will pass, excuse me, Colleen Galloway to become the leading scorer. Of Cal history,
0: a little, a little pause to look up the, the
2: other <laughs> leading score
0: forms. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, it is. It's going to be. Sorry, a pe- it's a recency bias. It's, it's going to be a piece of history. Uh, uh, you can tune in right here on CalEx, your only source for Cal women's basketball. 8 p.m. this Friday night, Oregon versus California. Then again, tune in this coming Sunday, February 10th, as Oregon State comes to town. 1 p.m. Pacific time. With, our coverage tipping off on Friday at 7:55 p.m. That will be when you can next catch us and Cal women's basketball on air here at Cal. It'll be Ryan Zimmerman and Desi Carrasco with you this coming Friday night. So a piece of women's, ba- women's basketball history, rather, in the making. Got the men's basketball. Got the women's basketball. Now, Jack, your favorite sport. My favorite sport. Well, Ryan, your favorite I, sport. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go far as
1: to <laughs> say right, that, right. but
0: Jack. Yeah, so- I would though. Jack's in his heart of hearts, his favorite sport. Ryan, you know, very fond of this sport, but you know, basketball prefers him. We're going to talk about some baseball (laughs) because we have how many days? Count them, Ryan. Nine. Okay. Okay. Nine days. Okay. All right. That was that was a little loud, Ryan. I'm sorry. I'm just that excited. Okay. Uh, nine days. I wasn't even going to talk about that actually. You say nine days till the cow season starts, but only five days till pitchers and catchers, which is uh, you know, the real baseball season. The pitchers and catchers will report. Just ahead of Valentine's Day, it makes it the most wonderful yeah, time the of the A's year. The A's are
2: actually the first team to report. That's in just five days.
0: That's what I just it's, said, Brian. Brian, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is like what's a is I don't know. Kyler, is is like Kyler a, Murray going to show up? The that's heads. the real question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyler Murray is you know for the A's I think no. Definitely I don't think not. he will. He's
2: going to go to the combine.
0: He's going to go to the combine, he's not going to show up to spring training, and he will have to pay back, however, $5 million. $4.5 million. Four and a half, four million, and million. Half, yeah, well, who's counting, right? Um, Five million. Hopefully he didn't
2: spend any of that. No. I mean, I, I guess not. He's not also, he's, even his, if he did, whenever he gets drafted, he'll make that money right back. His family is like, they're,
0: they're pretty affluent, right? Yeah, family. went to
2: Allen High School. In Allen, Texas, which is a very affluent area, they spend a lot of money on their football program. You played in a sixty million dollars just because the school spends school. a lot of
1: money doesn't mean the players. That's well, that's true. I mean, you're right. They're but probably recruiting put- from the not so. Nice areas of Allen, Texas, and beyond.
2: Fair enough, but Ky- Kyler Murray just happens to be from the nice part of Allen, Texas. All
0: right. Well, Ryan, our insider, knows where Kyler Murray's <laughs> yeah. from. He's going to go visit him as at his house and ask <laughs> him whether that he's going gonna... to.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, never say that word on air again, please. That would uh, that would be a great favor to me and everyone listening. <laughs> uh, in any case, nine days till the Cal baseball season starts, which is Ryan, as you say, you're you l- like like a little boy, so excited, <laughs> okay, bouncing up and down in, in your chair. To be fair, I'm also I'm also very. <laughs> you want to talk? I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, Ryan, the uh, the Cal baseball season kicking off or, or first pitching <laughs> off. I don't know what the what the you yeah, got tipping first up, pitch. Yeah, first, first pitch. First pitch in the Cal baseball season is this. Well, next Friday, February 15th, next week on Bear Talk, we'll have an exclusive interview with head coach Mike New for you. That's next Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, but we'll get more into our preview then. But as of this weekend, Cal Baseball, in the middle of a couple of scrimmage weeks, they are going to have a a second of two uh, three-game scrimmage series coming up this weekend. That should be interesting to see, and uh, and see see uh, what we can see ahead of the season non conference opener. The Bears are actually there's a lot of unanswered questions for for this Bears team, and not so much on uh, on the the fielding side or on the offensive side. I don't think, but the pitching is just. well, again, well, we we have, we have all the next week to get into this, but Cal is bringing in nine freshman pitchers, and it shows it's great for Cal recruiting. But as far as the effective effectiveness well, of this pitching staff, you can't even say it's
1: great for recruiting. Cause I mean, I, it's, it's I mean it should be quantity over sorry quality over quantity. It doesn't mean there's not quality. Well, that remains to be yeah. Well. That's why that's why they play the games. Well,
0: the uh, the, the Cal team, uh, Ryan. This is this is. I'm going to steal one of your your great stats. But the returners for Cal, Cal only has five returning pitchers from last year. They have a combined ERA of 4.84 from last year. Jared Horn's coming back. Didn't have a great year last year there were reasons behind that, but Jared Horn coming back. Cal asked a lot of pitchers to the draft. Tanner Dodson, Joey Matulovic, Aaron Shortridge. It's not looking great. There's Ripken Reyes back, but he was a Tuesday starter at best last year. The only notable Uh, ones ones are
1: are, You're
2: thinking of Rogelio Reyes whose ERA was north of eight. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: the only notable returnees are as you said, Jared Horn and Armand Sabori from the from the pen. Yeah,
0: Armand Sabori going to be a good 8th inning guy. They might have to make him into a closer if they don't find a good uh, a good freshman to take on that role because there are just so few returners on this on this squad and on this pitching staff. As far as the offense goes, the uh, return of Andrew Vaughn, the best amateur baseball player in the country, uh, long awaited. There's been some talk about starting Andrew Vaughn leadoff, which they'll mess around with in non-conference play. I talked about that on Bear Talk. Last week, you can catch, of course, all past episodes of Bear Talk online at anchor.fm slash beartalk. The uh, uh, the Andrew Vaughn in the leadoff spot may turn out to be a debacle, uh, but that's when non-conference games are for, I think, Cal. Still looking for a tournament berth this year, but with the pitching staff so depleted. We'll see. As far as other positions on the diamond, got Brandon McIlwain, who's going to compete for the left or probably the center field spot with his speed. He's also going to be at the same time uh, in Cal Spring Ball, which starts real early this year. February 25th is the first day of Cal Spring Ball with the spring game on March 16th, and so Brandon McElwain is going to have to have a pretty tight schedule in those couple months
1: between football and baseball, but he'll be in center field. I'm sure he'll be hitting the books hard during that time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No doubt about it. That's That's why they say they're students first.
1: Ryan, Ryan, what kind sorry, of laugh uh, is that, that Sam? Was, uh, <laughs> that
0: was, uh, that, was uh, that was the most maniacal laugh I've uh, had that, in a while. That, that's yeah, that creeped me out a little. Yeah, that bit. was I'm uh, not lie. you know I, th- I bet that was Brandon McIlwain's biggest problem during the football season. He was
1: studying oh, too much. To it, right? That was he's front loading his schedule. That, to, he was yeah. studying too much baseball film. That's the thing he to w- account for practice next semester. Listen, listen, Brandon McIlwain, <laughs> he was he was he
0: was being a student first, and that was the problem. And now we know what the problem was, and so it's okay. Okay, Brandon McIlwain, oh, we are we, we're, we're too think, bad. We know, shouldn't be that you know, harsh what on the do you, guy. What do you think his course loads like? He he probably he. What Do you think a lighter course load in fall for football or in spring for because ba- baseball's a lot more games? I was right? going to say yeah. The footballs unless you're gone for full weekends travel from, for baseball from Friday too.
1: through from well from Friday afternoon mid morning mid-morning to afternoon to Sunday night, Sometimes
2: even Thursday, because, you know, sometimes it's a Thursday-to-Saturday schedule. Yeah, and
0: sometimes you have to go to Pullman, so... <laughs> right,
2: oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're not going to Pullman this year. Though.
0: Yeah, well, we have that next year to look forward to, and another journey into the Palouse. The, uh the uh, got Brandon McWayne, got Darren Baker, Sam Wesniak, uh, and Sam Wesniak, Andrew Vaughn, Cameron Eden, Darren Baker, that's the infield. It's a solid infield. I think a big improvement from last year is the name of the game as far as the infield goes, especially... Sam Wozniak improved by leaps and bounds in the second half of last year's season. The ratio of drop pop-ups in the first half of last year to drop pop-ups in the second half was, was very high.
1: I will say throughout it, he kept a very strong arm. Wesniak. Yeah, he's a, he's only like five, five. Six, I know, five, and didn't, seven. I, I didn't I didn't think he was too error prone that first half of the season, but
2: plus he still makes up for it with the bat. With the bat he discovered yeah. his power swing last year. He didn't have a lot of home. runs. Well, they runs. were
1: very front loaded. He only had very six home runs, yeah, right.
2: but. He figured out that stroke. Hopefully he'll be able to maintain a more consistent power swing throughout this season. Well, the
0: Bears played that game against Bakersfield where they won 22-4, to and I think he had one of the home runs in that game. Definitely not the Darren uh, Baker non-conference walk-off. I don't think win. it was.
2: No, he, he hit his first home run against A and M in that Frisco Frisco series. Well, but.
0: Sam Wesniak, Darren Baker, Andrew Vaughn, Camberini. Those are the names for the Cal Field this season. Catcher uh, Corey Lee. Corey Lee. He's uh, he's a good guy. Good power. One of the only catchers in the league. I think you can actually bat and lead off uh, because of that speed. We'll see uh, how the lineup
1: shapes up. It's it's a lot of... Under, they had the catcher batting leadoff last year. I know, Tyrus Green for a I think Leaf. he means
2: one of the only catchers in the conference as of right now.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The, uh, I thought you meant in, in existence ever. We'll,
2: we'll say, just talking about the pitching staff,
0: nine freshman pitchers. Real challenge to find even regular starters uh, among those nine. They're going to need someone other than Jared Horn to carry the load. A lot of unanswered questions, but a lot of answers coming next week when we talk to Mike New here on Bear Talk, 9 p.m. Pacific time next Wednesday for all things Cal baseball right here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your only source for Cal baseball. So, Ryan, got baseball, got men's, got women's basketball. Talked about some football. Oh, boy. Now it's well, time. We start what, what, it's what, all coming
1: full it circle. Is, it, it is
0: full circle cuz this is this is the topic this is the topic of the hour right here. This, or the 5 minutes.
1: The <laughs> Super Bowl, Super
0: Bowl, Super Bowl. I
2: don't know why like, you're so excited
1: to an, talk about an, it.
0: An, that's our, our <laughs> newly installed echo pedal.
1: I will say I you know everyone's hating on the game and you know how how boring it was, but you know, I can think of off the top of my head five worst in my lifetime that have been over by the end of the third quarter and the fourth. At least this was still exciting until two minutes, two minutes left.
0: You know, when I talked to Justin Wilcox today, asked him about the Super Bowl, he loved
2: it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what
2: a shock! A defensive coach loves a defensive Super Bowl.
1: But still, like, really, what were your what were your qualms with it? Just there was a lot of punts. So, but it was It was, Ryan, it was Ryan,
0: you sound. This is like the worst. I thought we were supposed to be
1: good at yeah. an
0: analysis of sports. There were a lot of punts. You just such, what do you want me like, to say? The Rams punting. You could in their talk first about first the excellent
1: defensive on both sides. The the crazy and ins- the complex blitz that both sides were showing. the the, lo- the play of Aaron Donald. There's okay, so I'm much. Gonna be, you could I'm going to be totally
2: about. honest with you. My judgment of this game is a little clouded because I'm one of the biggest anti Patriots people out there. So am
0: I. They punted I, a lot. Yeah. Listen, the Patriots, I think, did not deserve to win that game just by virtue of being them. I think that God should have awarded it to anyone else. But God is Tom Brady, though, you, so he gave it to himself. You can't deny the great O line and D line play on both sides, and that was really what the game was about O-line from the get go. both sides.
2: Did you okay. see the way the Patriots were getting to Jared Goff?
0: All right, we'll say the D line play on both the sides was built, great. The Ford built tough offensive line of the year. They just given that
2: award the night before. Well, wow! The, uh, the
0: the the game I, was I you, I I enjoy okay enjoyed the game did not enjoy the halftime show Adam Levine <laughs>
2: I, I, I think That's Adam Levine looks to. like I, a Chipotle bag with I, all those I, I think the, there was
0: there was an onion headline Adam Levine a Super Bowl halftime show marred by functioning, functioning sound, sound fun system, system. <laughs> yeah. It uh, exactly is, is, pretty you're pretty, about. pretty much the, the perfect synopsis. Of, they messed
2: uh, up the SpongeBob tribute. I'm very upset about of that. Of course
0: you are, Ryan. Is, uh, here, uh, the whole segment of the Ber- of definitely the undergraduate Berkeley co- population hearing their concerns raised right there. Not enough SpongeBob. Exactly. Too much. Too much. Too many rappers from the early 2000s. If, if one is too many, then y- Travis you know. Scott is not from the early. No, 2000s. no. He's big, talking about
2: Big Boy. No. Big
0: Boy. I didn't even know who that was when he came out. That's Outcast? He, he was See? an outcast. Oh my yeah. god. See,
2: I'm not I, I'm not I
0: don't consider myself a rap fan, but uh but you know, I feel like if they're gonna perform at a Super Bowl halftime show, people should know them who aren't rap fans. I feel like, like the- I'm not an Adam Levine fan, and I don't know who he is.
2: I mean, people know who Outcast is. They were on. Yeah, top of the Yeah, you're just hanging out with the wrong okay. community.
0: I don't know the component people of Outcast. Just like I don't. They were the... only hey, two listen, of them, and you, I'm pretty sure you
2: could name me one.
0: Do you? Do you know? Do you know the other two people in Destiny's Child?
1: No. Yeah, you Kelly Kel- Rowland. Kelly, and... Kelly and See. Ya. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, with these remaining two minutes, I think we should uh, give, uh, I guess, assess our hometown f- former Bears out there. Oh performance. yeah. Performance. Got Jared Goff. Got. CJ Anderson, CJ Anderson, and two guys I guess technically Stephen Anderson is on the roster, and they have the and, offensive and, line, and but Schwank really just A- just board. Anderson and um, and Goff. Yeah, so Goff. Okay, you know, given his given, <laughs> yeah. listen, given his O line, I don't talk think, about great analysis over here. Well, given, given his O line, I don't think he could have performed
0: any better. You know, I'm just saying under the circumstances. True, but I mean, is, you know, I really, there
1: I, there were times where he just looked like a complete deer in the headlights, and there was especially in the um in that early third quarter with the wide open Brandon Cooks. Not not the second one, the first one where he was open, had his hand raised off the line of scrimmage, had you know twenty yeah, yards the road of open. Where he should have thrown the ball at least yeah, yeah, yeah. Seconds two seconds earlier. Two of his guys dropped balls. Balls,
0: and one of them that could have been for a game tying touchdown in the fourth quarter. And
2: Jared Goff, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying,
0: it's game. it's not it's not uh, definitely not fair to blame the loss on Jared Goff. Not the best quarterback play we've ever seen from, and it wasn't you know the the armed fifty six point armed forces bowl quarterbacking against Army's defense type deal. But it was a uh, it was a game that he can look back on and have things to take away from, and you know improve on when he's there next time, which he will be. Oh, that's a That's a hot take. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say next. In the future. We'll say in the future, not next time. Rams, I think, are currently six to one odds to to make the Super Bowl next year along <laughs> with the Patriots.
2: Those are some of the best odds out there though.
1: Yeah. So it's uh I don't know. Well, we're, we're, I, we're, I think just to end on, with that interception, game sealing interception at the end, he showed his true bear golden bear roots.
0: <laughs> yes, throwing it intercep- uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how many that's how many, many goals. That, that, that makes including the Cheese It Bowl. What like six or seven Golden Bear interceptions in uh, in two months? Oh
1: god!
2: <laughs> well, at least Gar- at least golf only threw one. There are at least a couple other throws that should have been caught that could have made that number a lot higher.
0: That's true. The Golden Bears will be playing right here on CalX tomorrow night at eight p.m., Excuse uh, me, on Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday night, Ryan, on eight p- at eight p.m. Pacific time. As Oregon comes to town, Cal Women's Basketball right here on 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your only source for Cal Women's Basketball, your best source for all things Cal sports. Catch us at 7.55 p.m. when coverage tips off, then again on Sunday at 12.55 p.m. Pacific Time for Cal versus Oregon State. You can find us every Wednesday night for Bear Talk at 9 p.m. Pacific Time. We look forward to having you join us on this Friday night for what will hopefully be a Cal Women's Basketball upset. For Ryan Zimmerman and Jack Hinson, my name is Sam Wiseman. It's been great having you with us tonight. Join us next week on Bear Talk for a, for our conversation, rather with Cal baseball head coach Mike New. QBX is next. Stay tuned to CalX right here on ninety point seven FM KALX Berkeley, your Cal Sports Radio Network.